Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. If you want to be sure that you catch all the Great Detectives action and never miss an episode, be sure to follow or subscribe to us using your favorite podcast software. Uh, you can uh, do that with uh, Apple Podcast, the iHeartRadio app, or the Amazon Music app at amazon.com slash otrdetectives. I do also encourage you to check out my wife's business at lilarose.biz. That's L-I-L-L-A rose.biz slash Ashira, A-S-H-I-R-A. And there she sells a wide variety of different hairpins, headbands, and hair clips to suit a wide variety of different styles and tastes, as well as different hair lengths. They make a nice little add-on to your Valentine's Day present, or just a just-because uh, sort of thing. I encourage you just to go and check it out, lilarose.biz slash Ashira. But now let's get into this week's episode of Follow Vance, the original air date, December the 27th, 1949, and the title is The Identical Murder Case. Attorney Markham speaking. Oh, is that so? <laughs> Hello, dear. Sorry, force of habit on the phone. Besides, how was I to know it was my wife? You mean you couldn't tell by my ring? I'm surprised at you. Well, it's about time somebody was surprised at me and not at Philo Vance, as people usually are. It's been giving me an inferiority complex. Thank you for nipping it, darling. Now, what do you want? Nothing. Just thought perhaps you were working so hard you'd lost track of the time. It's 11.30. It is? Wow, I did lose track of it, all right. I had so many things to clear up down here at my office that I... What's the trouble? Uh, someone's at the door, I think. I'll call you back, Edith. All right. But don't work too hard, please. Goodbye. Bye, dear. I'm coming. <clears throat> hey. Thank goodness I found you in. Easy now. You help me. You hurt pretty bad. Put your arm around my shoulder. That's it. Now, let's get over to this chair. There. Now, who are you and what happened to you? I've been shot. Uh, I'd better call a hospital. You wait right here while I get to the phone. Don't Markham. I'll never live till the ambulance gets here. Hold your head up while... I know. It can't be. I face surprise you. Didn't it? I should say it did. You're the image of Philo Vance. I know. That's why they killed me. (laughs) 
I couldn't help it, son. Now stop hitting me. Stop I... it. I ever... I ever get away from these two lugs holding me. You wouldn't slap me around that I way. I've got to take it to you that I won't tolerate mistakes, Joe. No mistakes. The one thing I won't tolerate is mistakes. How could I tell the guy? You showed me a picture of Philo Vance. That's kind of guy I thought was there. It's the image of Vance, I tell you. Anybody would have thought it was Vance. Let him go, Joe. Joe, wait for me in the next room. Sure. Sure, boy. Mike, you better go with him to make sure he stays put and see that he stays there. Let them go would be a mistake, and I won't tolerate mistakes. Okay, Mr. Orchid. Come on, you. Eddie, uh, you stay with me. Uh-huh. Don't worry about Joey, boy. He'll be with me when you want him. I'm quite certain he will be. Eddie. Uh-huh. Perhaps it was my mistake that let me send Joe to kill Philo Vance. Uh-huh. I won't tolerate mistakes even if I make them. Certainly can't afford a second one. Uh-uh. A Vance must be killed. Otherwise, he'll prove it was I who did the Hendricks job. Any uh, suggestions on how we're to do it? Uh-uh. I'll figure it out myself, then. This time, I'll plan it very carefully. And, uh... Just to make sure, I'll let you help me do the job. How about that, Eddie? Like that? Uh-huh. Good. Now, while I figure out how this is going to be done, you go out and get me an orchid to bring to my girl, Penny. Got to remember about that, but uh, I don't want to forget about her. Yes, operator, this is District Attorney Markham, and I'll hold the phone. Hello, Markham. Oh, Vance, where are you? I've been trying all day to reach you. I'm in a little town about 300 miles from the city, Markham. But I think I've got good news. Yes? I've found a young fellow who admits being with Tommy Orchid when Orchid killed that man Hendricks last week. That's fine, but it's not important, Vance. It isn't? Not in view of what's happened here. Vance, a man was killed last night for one reason and one only. Because he looked like you. What? (laughs) Sorry, Vance. That new secretary of mine put flowers on my desk this morning. <laughs> She'll learn about you and your allergy to flowers. But what about this man who was killed because he looked like me? You hurry back and I'll tell you the whole story. It's, ver- <laughs> it's very apparent that somebody thought he was getting you out of the way. Yes, it is. There's only one reason for getting me out of the way. That's because I was getting in the way. <laughs> Like the orchid, Penny? It's beautiful, Tommy, but you don't have to bring me one every day. Who oh, says I don't? I'm Tommy Orchid, ain't I? I always bring my girl an orchid every day. Believe me, that isn't the fascination you have for me. I could do without orchid. But uh, not without me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not making any mistakes, Penny. I, uh, I don't tolerate mistakes. They're bad for business. Let's forget business for a while, can't we? Yeah, sure. Right after we get a little matter out of the way. Ever hear of a man named Philo Vance? Yes. Definitely. Think you can handle an assignment that concerns him? Maybe. You better be sure. I don't tolerate any mistakes, Penny. Not even from you. Come in. Vance, where are you? I'm in my private office. Come in here, whoever you are. Don't worry, I'm coming. Hello, Vance. I'm Tommy Orchid. Oh? Now, I'll do this standing up. 
That's lay off me. How do you mean? My boys find you grabbed some kid who used to work for me in a town called Thunderville, about two or three hundred miles from here. But that he talked about the Hendricks case. Your boys have pretty good information. They don't make mistakes. They don't tolerate mistakes. I think you made one by coming to my office. What do you want? I just want to tell you what uh, you know, and that's nothing. All you have is some punk kid saying I killed Hendricks. Just his word against mine, and me with a solid alibi, just in case. I don't doubt your alibi or your reason for coming to see me. You are not threatening me by any chance. Me? That would be a mistake, perhaps, and I don't make mistakes. I could point out to you that a fellow who looked like you was killed yesterday. But that wouldn't mean anything to you, would it? Nothing except that the man was killed by mistake by one of your gunmen. And that's a mistake I don't like, and I'm going to do something about right now. That's pretty tough talk, man. You probably know about me. I don't carry a gun, so you think you can say anything you like. I carry one. Here it is. But it's going over there in the corner now. Now, look, Orchid, you had an innocent man killed yesterday. That's your opinion. Can you prove it? I don't need any proof of what's going to happen now. I'm not the law. I don't have to handle you with gloves. I don't think you can handle me at all, and this will prove it. Down where you belong now, Orchid. Oh, you don't. You don't go calling with that gun of mine. I'll get it first. Ah. Now, get up. That's it. I'm uh, glad you didn't let me get to that gun. If you had, I'd have used it on you. And that would have been a mistake. And I know you don't tolerate mistakes. You made one when you came to see me, though. Did I? I doubt it. Maybe I had a reason. Listen, and this is no maybe. You've got nothing on me, and you're never going to get anything on me that'll hold up in court, no matter how you try or what you do. I'm too smart for that. Remember what I said there. I'm too smart for that, and you. Hello. Is this Philo Vance? Yes. My name's Penny Daly. Vance, what would you give to get the real dope on Tommy Orchid? What are you getting for giving it to me? I'm Tommy's girl, and he wants me to do something that concerns you, only I'm afraid. Of what? It doesn't work out the way he wants, and it won't from what I've heard of you. He'll kill me, I know he will. Where are you now? In my apartment, 50 Lincoln Boulevard. Stay where you are. I'll be right up, and we can get down to facts. Eddie, don't it make no difference to you what the boss tells us to do? Uh-uh. But Joey was a bound. He want a judge with us. And Tommy Orchard says to knock him off just because he made one little mistake. And we do it. We do it or we get it. Yeah, I guess that's right. I don't ever want to cross Tommy Orchard. That can't be no good. Uh-uh. Eddie. Suppose one of us made a mistake. One of us. Well, Tommy says you and me's got to get knocked off. Yeah, I wouldn't do that to you. Uh? No, why should I? You're my pal. Hey, look, Eddie. Tommy ever says for you to give it to me. You wouldn't do it, would you? Mm. Well, you don't have to think about it, do you? What's there to think about? You wouldn't knock me off for no reason just because the boss said so, would you? No. <laughs> I'd knock you off in a minute, Mike, for no other reason than to keep in practice. 
easy to remember. Just a minute. Who is there? Miss Daly, I'm Philo Vance. Oh, wait a second. Come in, Vance, quickly. Now, there's no need to be nervous, Miss Daly. You'll tell me what I think you can tell me. We'll have Tommy Orchid in jail before the day is over. Good. What is it you want to know? First of all, why you've decided to talk. Because I have a strange desire to keep on living. Look, Vance, what I know about Tommy, I never wanted to know. The jobs he's pulled, his gang, all of that, I never wanted to know it, but I do. I see your point. And as long as you do, you're a constant threat to the safety of Mr. Orchid. That's right. Now he wants me to get you out of the way. That's an assignment. And I don't want any part of it. Only I don't know what to do. You did exactly what you should have done. You called me. Now, I'll tell you what I want. Go ahead. I'm listening. A man named Hendricks was killed a week ago. I know Tommy Orchid did that job. I found one of the boys who worked for him in a little town, and he told me after I coaxed him. But that's not proof. Well? Tommy has an alibi for the time Hendricks was killed. I want you to get proof that that alibi is a phony. Can you do it? I think so. I could find out what alibi he's using. You can do that, too. Very easily, unless I underrate your charm. Or unless Tommy Orchid does. I'll have the information for you. Then what do I do? Wait here. District Attorney Markham and I will be up at 11 tomorrow. Is that all right? Can you be here? Fine. I'll walk you to the door. Thank you. Keep away from Tommy Orchid, and don't forget about 11 o'clock tomorrow. Don't worry. I'll keep away from him. Goodbye, Mr. Vance. Be safe. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay to come out now, Tommy? Good work. Very good work. What else did you expect, Tommy? Nothing else. You were very convincing. In fact, you almost convinced me. Hiding in another room is kind of tough when the conversation between two people can mean a chair for a time. I didn't make any mistakes, did I? No. I'm glad you didn't. You know why. Okay, then. What happens now? Now we'll wait until tomorrow morning. Vance and the DA will be here, and you tell Vance where he can find all the evidence he needs to grab me. Where will that be? <laughs> I trust you, baby, but not that much. Wherever it is, it's the place where Vance won't get any evidence. But where... Eddie and I will get him. This is District Attorney Markham. The murder case we're working on is a week old. Vance has all the information he wants to pin it on Tommy Orchid. But he still lacks evidence. Is enlisted as an ally, Penny Daly, former sweetheart of Tommy's, immediately after an innocent man was killed merely because he looked like Vance. Certain that this is the break we've been waiting for in trying to get Orchid, Vance and I have gone to call on Miss Daly at her apartment. It's 11 o'clock. You have all the information we want, Miss Daly? Practically all, Mr. Daly. Uh, excuse me. Miss Daly, we'll want to put you in police custody for a while. You won't mind that? Mind? I'd love it. Only you can't do it until this afternoon, Mr. Markham. Why not? Because I haven't for one thing I need most. The name of the man alibying for Tommy. I know he lives in a suburb someplace, but I won't know where till this afternoon. I have to get all my information from Tommy's boys. You said to stay away from Tommy, and I haven't seen him in two days. That's all right. 
He can phone you then. Right, Ben? Yes. Uh, let's go, Markham. I'll phone you later, Mr. Daly. You do that. And thank you both for your trouble. That's quite all right. Goodbye, Miss Daly. Goodbye. Well, Vance? Well, it seems that we've finally caught up with Tommy Orchid, Markham. Yes, it does. And I'm very happy about the whole thing. I'm not. What? Markham, a man as smart as Tommy Orchid must be caught in the act of killing somebody if you're going to be sure you get a conviction. I'm going to make sure we catch him doing just that. Oh, really? Who is he going to be killing? Who? Me, of course. You did a good job, Penny. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Tommy. I was pretty convincing. Vance trust me completely. <laughs> what a set. He's supposed to be smart. We'll take care of him, Heidi. Uh-huh. What makes him so talkative? Tommy, Vance ought to be phoning soon. What do I do then? Now, Penny, you didn't make any mistakes when you talked to Vance and Markham, did you? Tommy. Okay, okay, just asking, that's all. I want to make sure. I won't tolerate mistakes, you understand that? Anybody works for you understands that, Tommy. I hope so. Oh, get that, Penny. And uh, for being a good girl, I'll bring you two orchids every day. Be quiet now, both of you. Now, I just advance that address and tell him what you told me, Tommy, that's all. That's right, but make it convincing. Leave it to me. Hello? This is Philo Vance. Is everything all right? Yes. Vance, listen. Tommy Orchid's worrying about his alibi. That fellow I told you about. Go on. The man's name is Rogers. He has a cabin out by Lake Laura. Tommy's going out to see him tonight. Good. Now, you do this. Tell him that I phoned you and said I was going out there earlier. Uh-huh. Tell him I found out about Rogers somehow. And see that Tommy goes out there after me. I think that will be easy. Good. Now, here's something that will be a little more difficult. Tommy will come after me, I'm sure. After he's sure I'm there alone, which I will be. You'll have a gun. But you see that there are no bullets in that gun. Can you do it? Why, yes, yes, I can do it. Don't worry, Vance. Everything will be the way you want it. In that case, Miss Daly, I'm quite certain everything will be the way you want it, too. What are we doing in this shop, Vance? Making a few purchases I'll need tonight, Markham, that's all. Well, we should let me go with you out to that Rogers cabin. Oh, good, Markham. I won't need you, and if you or the police are anywhere near, Tommy Orchid won't show up. I can handle this all right, I'm sure. I certainly hope so. Yes, sir. What can I do for you, please? To be perfectly honest, I haven't the slightest idea. Vance? I'd like a piece of tarpaulin about ten yards square. Black, if you have it. Now we have it, sir. Good. How long will it take you to put a wooden border on it? Well, you want uh, wood on all four sides? On two sides. Mm -hmm. Give me the other two pieces of wood. I'll put them on myself when I get to the place I'm taking the tarpaulin. I can have it for you, sir, in about, oh, half an hour. Anything else? Yes. I want a pulley and about 25 yards of rope, mm -hmm. and I want it painted black. But painted black? Don't look at me. I don't understand why either. Painted black, if you please. Can you have that in a half hour, too? Well, uh, sure, I guess so. Is that all? Yes, I think so. Thank you. Vance, why do you want the stuff you just ordered? Don't you know? Don't I? How could anybody know? You can't figure it out, Markham. But neither can anyone else. And that includes our friend Tommy Orchid, who has a surprise waiting for him.
Hi, Eddie. Uh, come on in. Sit down. Uh-huh. What's the matter, Eddie? Did Tommy tell you to come see me? Uh-huh. Well, what for? He gave me a message for you. For me? Hey, wait a minute, Eddie. I didn't do nothing wrong. I didn't make no mistake. Tommy says you did. What did I do? Something about Joey's body. They found it. I didn't do nothing with it, Eddie. I just dug a hole for it out in the country like I was told to do. They found it. And they knew it was Joey. I just couldn't leave him laying there, Eddie. I had to do something else. I got a rock, a piece of board. I put it over his head. And I buried the body, that's all. You put his name on the board? For sure. It was a fair one, he? Bad enough we killed him. You want we should have left him laying there without nobody knowing about who he was? Uh-uh. Okay, then. I didn't do nothing wrong, did I, Eddie? Uh-uh. Not according to me. But according to the boss, you made a mistake. Eddie, don't... And the boys don't tolerate mistakes. Eddie, you did a very fine job on our ex-ally, Mike. Uh-huh, thanks, boys. I hope I can do as well on the assignment I've given myself. The removal of Philo Vance. That's where we're headed for right now, huh? Yeah. We're going to the old Rogers cabin where Mr. Vance is waiting for me. Only... He thinks I'll arrive alone and uh, with my gun unloaded. You planned this good, Mr. Orchid. It was well planned, Eddie, very well planned. I don't tolerate mistakes, and I definitely won't make them myself. Uh-huh. What happens if this Philo Vance ain't right there waiting for us like a sitting duck? Eddie, listen. As far as he knows, my girlfriend Penny's working with him. She put on a good act, a great act. It would have convinced me. <laughs> it certainly convinced Philo Vance that she was double-crossing. Uh-huh. We've got to get rid of him before he proves definitely that I killed Hendricks. This is my chance to do just that. Now, the Rogers cabin is miles from the nearest town. Nobody will hear me kill Vance. Nobody will see me remove the body. Mm-hmm. All right, step on it, Eddie. I'm in a hurry to get this over with. Sit down, Miss Daly. Please sit down. Look, D.A., what was the idea of having the police drag me down to your office? To be perfectly honest with you, it was Philo Vance's idea to have you here. So? Oh, well, that's different. In that case, I don't mind being here. I'm working with Vance, you know that. Yes, Vance said you were very helpful. Oh. Well, did Vance say what he wanted me here for? No, he said he'd tell you when he got back from the cabin of someone named Roger. He told you he'd tell me when he got back, eh? Yes. (laughs) I'm... Liable to have a very long wait. Okay, Eddie, just leave everything to me. We walk in the door together. I have my gun on Vance, and it'll be over in a minute. Uh, let's go. That's the cabin. What are we waiting for? Nothing. Now. All right, Vance, stay right where you are. Mr. Tommy Orchid and friends. Come right in, gentlemen. Stick close to me, Eddie. Uh-huh. Well, Vance, this is it. We're not going to waste any words before we get it over with. Stand up. What for? I'm comfortable sitting here. Where's the light switch, boss? It's tough seeing him good in the dark. Well, we see him well enough and we hear him, don't we? Get up, Vance. Oh, I'll get up. But it's only fair to warn you that when I do, I'm coming toward you. You're not going to be able to stop me. No? No. You see, that gun you're holding isn't loaded. Oh, it isn't? 
<laughs> Do you still think that, Vance? No, I guess I've been misinformed. All right, Vance, on your feet. That's good. Walk toward me, slowly. If you say so. Hey, oh, what for? Oh, no, no, we're covered with some kind of claw. Shoot the wall out, Lord. Oh, no, it won't, gentlemen. This little tap on the head that you're going to get won't do you any good either. First. Oh. Oh. Well, that does it, I guess. It'll be quite a job carting you two down to headquarters. But it'll be worth it when I tell Markham how I knew I was being double-crossed by Miss Daly and how this little tap of mine was worked. Markham, you remember the tarpaulin and black rope I bought in that store. Yes, you had the rope painted black, didn't you, Vance? That's right. But when I got to the Rogers cabin, I strung that tarpaulin up to the ceiling with a pulley, carried the rope down to the floor, and kept my foot on it. Oh, I see. When Tommy Orchard and his gunman came in and ordered you to walk toward them, naturally, your foot came off the rope, and the tarpaulin came down from the ceiling and over their heads. Exactly. Uh-huh. I made sure the cabin was dark enough so the trick would work. Uh, one thing I still don't know, though, Vance... You had every reason to believe that Tommy Orchid's girlfriend, Penny Daly, was double-crossing him and telling you the truth. How did you know she was lying? <laughs> you told me, Markham. Well, I'm very glad that... I told you. How? That allergy of yours to flowers. You know how you sneeze when flowers are in a room or have been in a room within a few hours. Yes. Well, when you and I saw Miss Daly, she said she hadn't seen Tommy Orchid in two days. Yet, you sneezed while you were in her room which meant that she had had an orchid in her apartment just before we came in and had removed it. And inasmuch as Tommy Orchid got his name because he always bought his girls an orchid every day, you surmised that she was lying, and she had seen Tommy that day, and that the whole thing was a plan to get rid of you. That's right. A combination of my surmisings and that tarpaulin resulted in our having a perfect attempted murder case against Tommy. For which I thank you, of course. Well, I'm glad this is practically over. I'm sure we'll get a conviction against Orchid in the Hendricks killing and in the murder of the man who looked like you. A fatal resemblance, Markham. Put him right in the middle of this situation. Yes, but it was because of him, Vance, that we reached the end of the identical murder case. Welcome back. I f- 
find it kind of weird. You have a case where uh, the double for the detective is introduced and killed off in the first scene and really not talked about a whole lot again. But I did actually like with Tommy Orchid that there's actually a reason why he starts killing off his own men. It usually happens with no justification, but here we get the fact that Tommy Orchid has a pathological lack of tolerance for mistakes. And within that framework, all of the logic regarding the problems that come with killing your own men kind of go out the window because, you know, the logic doesn't matter. He just doesn't tolerate mistakes. I did find it funny when he said, that's just one thing I won't tolerate is mistakes. And I'm like, okay, well, technically a mistake can be a lot of different things. And with a range of seriousness. You forget to order the boss a side of fries with his burger. That's a mistake. And if you do that, I would not uh, take you as a risk if you're in Tommy Orchid's organization. Of course, the mistakes made are bigger in this episode, and I particularly had to... I just shake my head at that guy who, when killing one of his comrades, created a marker for him. I mean, how do you think that's a good idea if you're working for Tommy Orchid? Of course, Tommy is less uh, intolerant of mistakes he makes because he admitted at the first point that he may have sent the wrong guy on the mission to kill Vance. And certainly, if you hire someone who is stupid enough as an assassin when he is disposing of a body so that it's not found to put a marker with the victim's name on it, what made a personnel mistake? And I would admire Tommy Orchid if he said to his chief henchman, okay, I don't tolerate no mistakes and hiring that guy was a mistake. So you go ahead and you take me out and you kill me. And you be sure when you kill me, you do a good job. I don't want no mistakes. I don't tolerate no mistakes. Now, I might be dead, but I will haunt you if you make a mistake in killing me. Because I don't tolerate mistakes. And I would have respect for Tommy Orkin in that case. I mean, I would think he was a nut. I mean, more of a nut than I think he is now. But he was at least cons uh, consistent in that case. But as Ralph Waldo Emerson said, consistency is the hobgoblin of tiny minds. And uh, so therefore being consistent about something like that would be a mistake. And we all know how Tommy Orchid feels about those. All right. Well, listener comments and feedback now. And we turn to Eric who comments on Facebook regarding our 3950th episode special, which was a Burns and Allen episode, Gracie sends Sam Spade to jail. Eric writes, you'd figure after Gracie worked with Philo Vance in the Gracie Allen murder case, she'd have picked up some skills. Then again, this is Gracie Allen we are talking about. Uh, and, uh, of course, he's referencing a book by S.S. Van Dyne that was later turned into a movie in which Gracie Allen herself starred opposite Warren William as Vance. That wasn't actually Gracie Allen's only experience with the mystery genre. She actually starred as Pam North in Mr. and Mrs. North as well. Eric continues, 
Uh, so many old-time radio comedies have very dated humor, but Burns and Allen's meta-tomfoolery would, could come straight from a modern show. Yeah, there's definitely something really unique about Burns and Allen among old-time radio comedies. It is by far the uh, sitcom that I most enjoy listening to. The writing, Gracie Allen's delivery, and the way she works off all of the guest stars they have on this program. It's just amazing to hear, you know, and how they integrate people like Meredith Wilson, who was the orchestra leader for the program, and Bill Goodwin into the cast. It's just uh, something else. I will add that if you are interested in listening to Burns and Allen, I would encourage you to start with the fall 1941 programs. Uh, you know, if you go there and you start listening to the earliest shows, you'll kind of say, okay, what are you talking about, Adam? This is just, you know, this sort of bog-standard uh, variety program. And essentially, they had years like, you know, in the late 30s and early 40s where they did a variety show. It kind of worked off, you know, that typical format. And uh, for the plot purposes, you know, they were making the show and uh, George and Gracie as characters weren't married. And, and by no means do I think the variety show was bad for what it was. And in fact, they had a really fun uh, series in 1940, where Gracie ran for president. But if you want to hear where the magic starts, you want to kind of skip those uh, for now, and I would say start with the full 1941 programs, because that's where they get into so much of the great stuff, which just kind of continues to get better and better through the war years and into the post-war era. As always, thanks so much for the comment, Eric. And now, let's go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. I want to go ahead and thank Bruce. Bruce has been one of our Patreon supporters since April 2019, currently supporting the program at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Bruce. And that will actually do it for today. I do want to uh, encourage you, if you've not already, please uh, be sure to follow the program using your favorite podcast software, whether we're talking about Google Podcast Stitcher uh, or the Amazon Music app at Amazon.com slash OTR Detectives. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please be sure to rate and review it wherever you download your podcast from. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode of Philo Vance, but tune in tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar, where... Well, I wouldn't say definitely not, but the Maxwell girl made her mother her beneficiary, and her mother's an invalid in a rest home. Did you know the mother is taken up with an old flame? No, I didn't. Goes to see her a couple, three times a week. Crazier things have happened. Uh, I'll get the file. Sit down. Okay. Well, this is all we've got so far, pending coroner's inquest and autopsy report. Here's a photo of where she was found. Huh. Shallow water. That's the bridge? Yes, she was lying right about there. Hmm. But I don't think you have to worry about suicide, Dollar. As far as I'm concerned, it wasn't. 
Yeah, I'll buy that, too. I wouldn't say this bridge is a suicide type. Too low. Yes, and there's another thing. I've been on the force for more years than I like to count, and I've run into my share of suicide. I've never known a woman to do it this way without taking off a coat. Oh? Usually shoes, too. I've learned that part of a generally accepted pattern. The Maxwell girl didn't fit the pattern. Uh-huh. Here's the way she looks. Coat on, belt still tied, shoes, and her purse is missing. We're dragging the stream for it. Uh-huh. How old was she? Twenty-one. She was a beautiful girl. How much questioning have you done, Lieutenant? Not as much as we'll do after the inquest. When'll that be? Day after tomorrow. Do you... Want anything? I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram. Instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.